What's going on, film family? Before we get started, I want to talk to you about something, and that's Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Hold on, let me explain. First, it's free. There's creation tools that let you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more places. And you can also make money from your podcast. I know that's the part that's the part that everyone's going to like. You can make money with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let's get to the show. <laughs> Where did you get a mushroom shirt? I'm trying to impress you. You know that. I know. Yeah. Now, where did you get the mushroom shirt? I got to know. Well, the secret is you got to coordinate. Uh-huh. Most people don't coordinate. So you got to coordinate. In the bathroom. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I, I gotta come up with a new intro. Like I, I'm gonna just start just saying "fuck you" when I when the show first starts. That's what we start doing. It's your boy. <laughs> it's your boy CEO Hayes. You know I'm in the building with my brother, the prodigal one, JB. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? Just ready to talk some news. Happy to be here once again for another news talk. Yes, yes, for the coming attractions, as we are going to call these episodes. I think. Um, so we, we have to start it off. Uh, we'd be crazy if we didn't start off the first thing. John Witherspoon passed away, um, this, the, the prior week, um, he died at age 77 and I know he's going to be most well-known, I think for Friday or boondocks, if you guys, depending on what kind of generation you're in, but he was also in Wayne's brothers. He goes all the way back to, he was in the episode of two, two, seven, bro. I don't know if you ever watched this show they, all the way back there. And amen. If we're taking it that way back. Yeah. Yeah. So like he, he's been around legit for the better part of four decades. Like it's just crazy. Cause when you, when you think about it and he's, he's 
you'll see his face. He'll pop up and stuff. He's has never been like a lead man or anything like that. But you know, he's 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 well known um, and recognizable. What's your what's your favorite John Witherspoon role? Well, first of all, I mean he's gonna be greatly missed. I mean he's a you know comedy icon when it comes to you know you mentioned the main roles, Boondocks, Friday, and uh, of course the Wayne Brothers. I think at the end of the day he'll mostly be remembered for the Friday trilogy. You know as Pops. I mean not Pops, but Mr. Jones. Um, but all three of those roles, he was great. And he was in a, a lot of other roles as well. Yeah. But I think Friday, the trilogy, what do you think? Yeah, I think that. And I really think, like, really when you think about it, Pops on Boondocks, Pops on Wayne's Brothers, Mr. Jones on Friday, they're all the same character. Oh, like, let's just, all the it's same. all the same character. Um, so uh, he was in House Party. Like, he's been yes. in a lot of shit. I think he was in, wasn't he in I'm Gonna Get You Sucker? I, I, I believe so. so. He I was also, so. I don't know if a lot of people have seen this, but it's one of my... Favorite small time movies, Meteor Man. Oh yeah, you can't forget the Meteor Man. But yeah, man, it it it, it sucks and um it's sad, you know, especially with the age that we're getting to, bro. Like a lot of the people from our childhood that's been around for that for that long are gonna are starting to drop off, and it and it sucks. Like Friday for me, um, is a special place for me because me and my dad used to like go in the den when we had one and that used to always be like if nothing was if it wasn't sports we were watching friday like there was a Wait, day where we watched friday like two or three times in one day because we had nothing else going on but i feel so how old were you when friday came out <sighs> what year did friday come out um i want to say like 97 or is 90, it or am i wrong on that uh, let me do let me do some quick uh wikipedia search uh friday came out in 95 so i was nine years old so you and your dad was sitting out watching friday at the age of nine Yo, bro my, my parents didn't have that thing to where like you're too young to watch this movie like i i remember watching like basic instinct when i was a kid i've been in horror movies since i was a kid like my parents didn't have that thing. Well, of course, my mom would do the old school thing of covering your eyes when the nude scene came up. But same thing here. Yeah, we used to go see rated R movies all the time. Like that, that was nothing in my family. Yeah, the cursing really wasn't that big of a thing. My dad would kind of be like, "Oh, what are you watching?" But just let me continue to watch it. But when nudity came on, my mom was always like, "Hey, close your eyes." <laughs> yeah. And obviously, obviously, I would still peek. Of course. <laughs> I can't believe they they thought that that shit would work. Like. Of course not. <laughs> and now, then, have you done that with your kids? Oh no! I mean, no, no. At this point, like everything's, you can regulate everything. Like they have access to like Netflix, and you can like restrict what they can and can't see. Uh, you, you don't have to do the hand thing. Um, so no. Plus, this is a parental control thing. Yeah, it's all parental controls. They couldn't get into any. Of do you remember like when you would sneak and put in the VHS of like R-rated movies to watch the new scene because you didn't get to see it because you're oh, watching ab- it Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Just rewind, play, rewind, play, rewind, play. Yeah, uh, those are the days. But let's we're we're getting sidetracked here. <laughs> but yeah, just want to say rest in peace to to John Witherspoon, man. It it, it definitely sucks to lose someone who has been recognizable since uh, clearly since before I was nine. So, um, yeah, man. Well, well, oh yeah, the question you said Friday was your was your favorite role of his? Yes. Yeah, I, Friday would probably be my favorite role of of him physically being on screen. But Pops from Boondocks, he got to do so much. Like he, got, that character is like one of my favorite in, in cartoon, like adult cult- cartoons. Period. So yeah, he's um, definitely my favorite character in Boondocks, easily. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, Riley gets a lot of got gets a lot of the big moments, but but Pops is the hilarious one. Um. Yeah, man. But this random broads getting cheddar biscuits. That's just one of my <laughs> <laughs> But let's move on, man. Uh into the into the movie news. So Ant-Man 3 was officially announced. Peyton 
uh, Reed, I believe is the name of the director, is coming back for the third one, which makes him only, I think, the third director to come back and helm all three movies in a single franchise. What did you, I know you you like the Marvel films, uh, most of them, I think, but what, do you enjoy the Ant-Man movies? Yeah, I mean, um, it's it's Paul Rudd. So obviously any anything that's Paul Rudd, I'm going to enjoy regardless of what it is. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen, uh, I don't think I saw Ant-Man 2. I saw part of Ant-Man 1. Um, am I hyped to see Ant-Man 3? Not really. Uh, as you know, I do like, you know, certain comic book hero movies, but I'm not entrenched in it. Uh, will I watch it? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, because it's Paul Rudd, so it's going to make me watch. Yeah, Paul Rudd for me is like, he's always Paul Rudd in everything he does. Yes. But Paul Rudd is so naturally funny. Like he has, have you seen uh, the thing he has on Netflix where it's like two of them? No. You should. You should probably check it out. It's it's really funny because it's, it's Paul Rudd playing off himself, which is okay. just hilarious. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm I enjoy the Ant Man movies for what they are. They're really not like the Ant Man movies aren't these big world ending stories. They're really more intimate about his family usually, and I've really enjoyed it. I um. Paul Rudd's just a funny dude, man. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I was hoping Ant-Man 3, there was like some rumors going around that it may actually be on Disney Plus and they weren't going to have a theatrical release. So I'm glad that it's actually getting a theatrical release because, you know, he's he's too big. I know he's not the hugest star, but I think Paul Rudd's too big of a personality to have a movie with him headlining just on Disney Plus alone. Yeah. So, I mean, since we're on the topic of Paul Rudd, we just talked about John Witherspoon. What's your favorite Paul Rudd movie? I know there's a ton of them, but... Oh God! This is is it is it this is forty? Is that the name of it? This is forty. I don't think I ever seen that. Uh, yeah, it's actually a sequel with his character from Knocked Up and his wife. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's the name of it. I think so. I know exactly what you're talking about, though. It's with um Leslie Mann. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that's I love that movie. I love that movie. What's yours? Yes, yeah, so this is forty. Is the title? Um, I think I I know this is like uh, people could be like, what the hell? But I think my favorite movie with him was um Role Models. It was mm. funny as shit. I loved it. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was one of my favorite roles. You know, his one of his my favorite roles from him. The first time I started realizing that I love Paul Rudd was the Forty Year Old Version. Virgin. He was hilarious in that movie. He was like, not even like the second highest role. He was probably like the fifth billing on there. Like he was hilarious. His reactional comedy gets me every time because you just he's one of those people where you put us in a situation and I don't even know how much they script him. And you just let him react, and this shit's going to be hilarious. Yeah, you can tell. I feel like a lot of it is not even acting on his thing. It's just, like, kind of him being him. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely definitely an underrated actor. And, uh, yeah, I've always been a big fan. I'm talking about even going back to, like, when he did Halloween, even though, you know, we didn't really know much about him. And when he did uh, even Clueless back in the 90s. Oh, yeah. 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 We've reviewed him in Halloween. Go and check out the archives. God damn, that was a terrible-ass movie. Not because of him, but it's just a terrible-ass movie. What's funny is he looks the exact same. Like, that movie's, like, what, 30 years old? He doesn't age. He does not age at all. Not even a little bit. He's found the fountain of youth, that bastard. Um, (laughs) Going into our next item on the news docket. Uh, Did you enjoy Bohemian Rhapsody? Did you get to see it? I saw parts of it. Um, I know it's, like, critically acclaimed, and it was an amazing movie. I have to watch it. I saw part of it on a plane. So, you know, obviously watching a movie on a plane, you can't really, you know, enjoy it 100%. I do have to go back and watch it, but I know the parts I saw was amazing. And I, and I heard great things about it. Yeah, it was it was, it was was a great movie. I, um, I'm, I'm into these biopics lately. Like, you know, how when we were kind of growing up, biopics like came on like Lifetime or MTV. And they were always like these, 
these secondhand productions. Like there's these big productions, and they really get into the depth of these of these characters. But the producer from Bohemian Rhapsody is actually his next film is going to be a Bee Gees biopic. I know nothing. I know the Bee Gees, some of the Bee Gees music. I don't like know their extensive catalog. I know almost next to nothing about their personal story, so I don't know what this biopic can be about. But just hearing the Bee Gees seems weird to me. What about you? Well, I mean, I remember as a kid, and you know, for our younger audience, you probably have no idea what the hell a record is. Mm-hmm. But I remember with my dad having like a massive collection of records, and I, I'll always remember he had quite a few Bee Gees records. And um, yeah, I remember the, the, their music because my dad used to play it. Obviously, um, obviously, their biggest hit or one of their biggest hits was "Staying Alive." So I don't know, like you, I don't know much about them. I know it was like the Gibbs brothers and, mm-hmm. you know, they had some tragedy. I think one of the brothers, uh, if I'm not mistaken, might have overdosed when he was younger or committed suicide accidentally or something. I don't remember what it really was, but I know there's definitely a story to be told there. And just while doing the research on this for this episode, I saw that they're now involving Steven Spielberg. And the fact that Steven Spielberg's name is in on this, I'm always in on that. You can't, you really can't go wrong with Steven Spielberg. Um so that, that it's just like I said, it, I know nothing about. So it's hard for me to get hyped now. Like once a trailer or something drops, I mean, I'm probably going to check out the movie anyway, just to to see because, you know, the, that disco era, they were all high as fuck. So the, oh, yeah. that, there's, there's going to be some some psychedelic stuff told there. So I'm, I'm, I'm there for the story. But, you know, I mean, it, it's hard to get too excited when it's not an artist I'm really familiar with. So we'll see. All right. All right, the next the next bit of news that we got. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2 is coming April 8th, 2022. God, the fact that we're too, like we're now setting dates for movies in 2022 is just surreal to me that we're this far. I still remember when when it turned 2000, but nonetheless, that's side note. Um uh so the, the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the animation style alone was enough of a reason for people to go and see that movie, it I don't know exactly what it did in box office off the top of my head, but the animation style and the fact that they brought in characters from other universes and each one of those characters had their own unique animation style and they melded it. I love the world they built in into the into the Spider-Verse and they did leave the story on a cliffhanger. So the fact that they're making a sequel doesn't surprise me. The fact that it's that far out, considering it's animation and it takes like not only the script to direct, like it takes years to just animate these movies. So it makes sense that it's going to be that far out. Um, you know, I mean, we'll we'll see. I'm excited for it. My son loves Into the Spider-Verse. By the time this comes out, he'll be damn near in double digits. So that's weird. But uh, what do you what do you think, VJ? Are you excited to see an uh, animated Spider-Man movie? Yeah, so I mean, um, I actually saw a trailer. Um, not of the of the uh, the new one, but the old one because I, the original because I never actually seen this. We talked a little bit about this, and I've never seen it. But just upcoming for this, I want to see a trailer, and I saw an interview by the directors, and they were talking about how intricate the animation is. Like the animation alone takes them so long to do. But um, I thought it's interesting the the, the way the story is written, and um, I didn't know it was this type of movie. I thought it was just something off of Peter Parker, but I didn't know it's this whole separate universe. And you know, here there's this character that's like half African-American, half Hispanic, and and um, it's pretty intriguing. Like, even after seeing this the trailer and the, the interview, I actually want to go back and now watch it, I, I, which I will be watching it. So, yeah, and I'm, obviously I'll be seeing it in 2022. I mean, it's so... I mean, what the hell? We're in 2019. I don't remember the last time they are showing something for, like, three years out. So that's incredible that we're going, again, three years out now. It's crazy. Yeah, and it's funny because it's like a... Um 
Like they did the little teaser thing and then everybody kind of jumped on it. Like they posted like our spider senses tingling to their Twitter. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, like Toy Story, the most recent Toy Story 4 took, I think, like three years to make. So it kind of makes sense. Um, it, I guess it shows what type of reaction and support it has from its audience. The fact that they can announce it this far out. Um but yeah, man. I mean, Miles Morales is is one of my favorite versions of Spider Man. Not just because he's half black and Latino, but just the fact of what they did with his character and the fact that they they didn't plan on him being as as popular as what he was. They found a way to keep him around. They killed the whole universe because I know you're not like super into comics, but he was part of the Ultimate Universe. They killed that whole universe off, but kept him around because of that's how popular his character was in the comics. So, you know, th this movie's going to be big. We'll see how it does. We'll talk about it. We'll probably review it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the greatest things are things that are like, you know, I like to call hidden gems where you really have no idea w what's going to happen with it. And then it just turns into this great success. I mean, those are always the best stories. Yeah, true, true. Um, well, something that's not a hidden gem because we this is like the fucking Titanic coming towards us. We all saw it. Disney Plus is officially launching in just nine days, JB. Nine days. This is going, I really feel like Disney Plus is going to change the way that we look at streaming platforms only because every project that they've announced so far, they're putting these movie level budgets behind them. Like they said, like the, the Mandalorian has a budget of like one of the actual Star Wars films when you, when you go out all the episodes and, you know, to bring that quality it's going to be interesting to see if they can keep that up, if they have this subscriber number to keep it up, because you can't see them still burying $90 million into these projects if they if the subscribership isn't like at a Netflix level right away. They've kind of made it to where they almost have to be a success right away. What do you think about Disney Plus and the lineup that they've announced so far? I mean, the lineup is going to be incredible. It's Disney, so I don't expect anything less. But let me tell you right now, if I'm Netflix, I'm shitting, pissing, vomiting everything in terror and in fear. Because I honestly believe Disney Plus will eventually surpass Netflix. And here's the thing. Disney Plus is going to be $7 a month. I think if you pay annually, it's like 70 bucks. It's like, you know, less than $6 a month. That's That in itself is great. But the features you're getting, you know, you're getting Ultra, 4K, HD. If you're comparing it to Netflix, that's their $16 plan. So you're getting a, a, a $6 a month plan versus a $16 a month plan. I understand it's only exclusive Disney stuff. and But... Just the Disney catalog alone is incredible. I mean, those yeah. are some of the most popular movies of all time. But where the game changer is for me is you pay $7 more. So we're talking $13 or more with Disney+. Plus. You now get Hulu, which is, you know, kind of a poor man's version of Netflix. But now Hulu mixed with uh, Disney+. Plus. You, now you're talking. Now you get those two, but now you're also adding an ESPN+, Plus, which for someone like myself... We're talking UFC events. We're talking boxing. We're talking wrestling. Now you have something for the wife with her TV shows and stuff for Hulu. You have something for the kids with Disney, and you have something for the for the for the father, the husband with ESPN Plus. This is a family package for thirteen dollars a month. I think Disney Plus is gonna blow away a lot of the streaming services. HBO Go, Netflix, all these all these guys, they're they're put on notice at this point. Yeah, and it's and like we we know Netflix is kind of a place where. A lot of properties from different film studios come to Netflix like they're not aligned with just one studio. And, you know, you may see Disney and think, well, if it's only Disney owned properties, how far can it really go? But just going off the properties that Disney owns. So it owns all of Marvel characters except Spider-Man, um, Planet of the Apes, 
Kingsman franchise, Ice Age, Fantastic Four, Die Hard franchise, Avatar, the Alien and Predator uh, series, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Marvel, like I think I said Marvel twice, all the Pixar properties, and then their own like the Disney princesses and animation stuff. If they make a story set in any in every one of those worlds, we're talking content for like 15 years off that alone. But then there are going to be companies now that want to produce because this is a Disney Disney property. So, like, yeah, I think it's going to blow Netflix out the water. I think Netflix, I'm not going to say Netflix ever goes away because, you know, some people are saying it's no. the death of Netflix. It's not going to go away. But I think they're going to overtake Netflix within three years. Yeah, I agree. Netflix is never going to die away, I don't think. Um, they may have to think about their their plans in terms of of the, what they charge and what they're giving and their features and all that. Mm-hmm. I think they'll they'll survive, obviously, but I think Disney Plus is going to be the king of streaming. And like you said, their catalog is gigantic. I mean, I, earlier this year I went on a Disney cruise, and I almost spent an entire day sitting in my room watching all because they have every Disney movie ever made. Uh, on their television, it's all free. And I was watching, like, I literally saw all four Toy Store movies in one day. So, <laughs> it, it's, it's their catalog is, I mean, you name some amazing movies, Indiana Jones, Predator, I mean, oh. so many movies. And like you said, they're coming out with new stuff. It's, it's, it's exciting to see, and I can't wait to see it. My thing is, so you know how, like, Disney had their thing where they would lock a movie away in the vault, and then they'll come out again with, like, tapes of it, well, VHS back in the day, like, five years later, and it'd be right. like, it's going to be out of the vault for six months and then it's going back in. Do you think Disney plus will now be replaced the Disney vault where it's like, it's only available in Disney plus that's the vault now instead of locking it away completely. A hundred percent. Yes. At least at the beginning, because that's going to drive subscribers. Um, that's going to be the, the, you know, must see content. Um, if we're at the beginning, you know, they want, they're going to want high subscriber numbers. So okay. yeah, I, I can definitely see that happening a hundred percent. Man, we'll see if they keep raising the prices like Netflix yeah, <laughs> does every year. When um, Netflix started, if I'm not mistaken, when Netflix first started, they were like seven ninety nine. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I start. I was with Netflix like old school when you used to like, do send off DVD. for the DVDs. Yes, yeah, I was too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I feel like we should be grandfathered in because I've literally been, I think, a Netflix subscriber almost since it started. Yeah, I, well, used to I, get, I remember I used. I got. Oh God, what's the name of the movie with Chris Evans? It was. Sunshine. That was my first ever Netflix DVD. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Cut you up. I honestly have no idea what my first Netflix movie was, but I remember how excited I was because I was like, wait, hold up. Like, I can actually rent a movie without going to Blockbuster. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, this is kind of sick. And I signed up for that. And yeah, I want to say it was like $8, $7.99, something like that when I first started. And um, over time, they raised the prices. But this last increase they did, which I want to say they went to like $14.99 was pretty much it for me, and I, I, I canceled my membership because, I mean, there's so many streaming services that I prefer, and, you know, there's this, you know, there's so much, you know, YouTube TV and a, a whole slew of other things, so mm-hmm. I cut my membership with Netflix. And, yeah, I'm 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 thinking about it, too. Like, honestly, it's, it's, it's I'm way the value. Like, there's random movies that pop up on there that are really good. Like, I watched one last night called American Sun. That was an amazing film. But it's like, at this point, I don't know if it's worth it, but, you know. I digress. We'll talk later. Uh, <laughs> the last piece of news that we have for this week. Uh, an investigator on the Jimmy Hoffa case actually warned Robert De Niro that he should not make the movie because a lot of it's untrue. And I know this is some, a movie that me and you both have talked about. We're both excited to see. We're going to be reviewing it. What do you think about this news coming out or this investigator and his comments? 
who gives a shit what's real and what's not real? It's a freaking movie. How many times have we seen movies where they're like, oh, everything in the movie was not true or it's only 50% true? Who cares? It's a movie. I understand where this investigator is coming from. I think his name is uh, Sheeran, is it? I don't remember his name. But yeah, I Frank understand Sheeran. He, yeah, Frank Sheeran. I, I understand. No, no, not Frank Sheeran, the investigator. I, um, I forgot what his name oh. is. Yeah, Frank Sheeran is the character that Robert De Niro plays. But at any rate, it doesn't matter what this guy says. I mean, according to what he said, though, um, is or what Sheeran said, which is Robert De Niro's character, said that he killed Jimmy Hoffa, shot him in the in the head twice. And uh, the investigator is basically saying that Hoffa's body was never f- found, which we obviously know. And there was no blood found in his home or anything like that. So uh, he's saying that the story is untrue. But again, I, I really could care less if the story is true or not. It's Robert De Niro. It's mafia-related, and I'm 100% behind it, and I can't wait to see it. Can't wait to review it. And Scorsese. Like, just, that's... that's And Scorsese. Yeah, yeah. so, um, but yeah, I mean, let, let's let's just be 100% honest. All these biopics embellish some for the story. Every single one that you've seen has embellished some. It's it, 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 it just, it's what you have to do. I think even in um, something we're going to talk about with Dolomite is my name, like, they, there's a scene that they moved around to make it be in a movie that ha- actually happened in the sequel to Dolomite. So it's just like you just you do stuff like that. You have to maintain the integrity of, of the story you're trying to tell, but you also do have to tell a cohesive movie. And life isn't just always cohesive to telling it in that format. So Exactly. You know, you're, you're doing a movie, so you want to be as close to factual events as possible. But at the end of the day, the bottom line is you're trying to sell tickets. So you got to do something. I mean, not necessarily every story the actual events are going to be something to get asses in seats. So sometimes you have to, like you said, embellish and add a little bit, take a little bit out. So again, for those who really want to see the true story, uh, 100% to the T, you have books you can refer to, you have documentaries you refer to, uh, interviews you can refer to, articles, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And really at the end of the day, no one's going to have the 100% fact because it's not like anyone can interview Jimmy Hoffa. He's dead and no one knows where he is. So... You know, it's it's what you make of it, and and that's really it. Yeah, um, yeah, I I can't wait to talk. Well, I have this whole thing that I want to talk about with Hoffa, but we'll wait until the Irishman review. But that's that's it for the news this week. Are you saying you know where he is? Spin I do. I do, in fact, know where Jimmy Hoffa's body is. Is he in your beard? Everything is in my beard. <laughs> <laughs> But that's it. But we're something that we're going to leave you guys on our recommendations. Um, it's just something that we've either been watching and we think you guys would enjoy checking out. JB, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, my movie that I want to recommend, this is not something that's newer. It's older. It's a Korean movie, actually. So it is a, is it a uh, you know, foreign movie. It's called Train to Busan. And every time, every time I bring up this movie, CEO Hayes always laughs and it's like, you're mm-hmm. always talking about this movie, but he's seen it as well. And uh, like I said, it's a Korean movie. It's it's basically about a zombie outbreak, and it's a, it's probably the best zombie disaster movie I've ever seen. I know there's been some great ones, but the fact that I'm saying that should alone make you want to go out and watch this if you are a zombie movie lover. Even if you're not, which at first I was never a big zombie movie lover, but I've seen different ones, and it got me into it. And this one is so great. I mean, the acting, there's so much suspense. There's intensity. Um, it goes above and beyond whatever I expected. Um, you have a father who's trying to protect his daughter from this whole outbreak. And, I mean, there's blood, there's guts, there's gore. Like I said, there's so much suspense. And even something you wouldn't expect in a zombie movie such as this, there's even a lot of emotion. And even, like, wow. you might even find yourself teary-eyed, uh, you know, in the movie. So I would 100% recommend this movie, Train to Busan, Korean 
uh, for a movie, go ahead and watch it. I think there's a there's so many gems that I think people just the, the re, having to read the dialogues throws off so many people. But there are a lot of great if you can get past that the language being in another in another the movie being in, in another language. There are some amazing films out there, and Training Busan is definitely one. Um, mine is we just came off of Halloween. Everybody knows horror is my favorite type of movie. There is a little known horror movie called I Might Be the Killer that I would say everyone needs to check out. I Might Be the Killer. Yeah. Who's that with? Tell me about it. It's it's no one, no major no, uh, name in it at all. Um, one of the actors was in the Cabin in the Woods, the funny guy, the weed head. He's okay. actually the main character in it. Um, and so it's a movie. It's, it's your typical slasher movie. It's honestly, it would probably be one of the best Friday the Thirteenth sequels if they they if they could have if they they could have made it as a Friday the Thirteenth sequel. That's how right. like it's it's really good. It, it's meta. So like they, it's not it's not like they're not breaking the third wall like Deadpool to where they're talking to people, but they they know they're in a movie. Kind of like with Scream, how they talked about the rules of horror movies and it was kind of meta. It's very much so that it's kind of a comedy horror. Um, it's not a spoof. No, it's not a spoof. It's just one of those movies where it has. It's one of those horror movies where it does have comedy thrown in it from time to time. But it's not a spoof at all. Um, and the the horror segments, the segments that they go into port, pure horror movies or pure slasher movies are really really good. It's it's a really solid movie. Yeah, I, I definitely gonna add that to my list. Then I gotta watch that. Never yeah, heard of yeah. it actually. Yeah, and I I how did I find out? I honestly think I was just googling. Like I, I, you know, because I, I go through the horror section, and that's my thing. That's the first thing I go to. And I was like, I might be the killer. That's funny. And then you know, like they start showing the little preview. I'm like, oh, that looks pretty good. So it was a really good movie. That's my suggestion. There you go. There are some hidden gems right there. There you go. We got them. Well, that's it for the news segment this week. JB, do you want to give them your social media and tell them where they can find you? You can find me on Twitter at the P1JB. That's at T H E P one J B. And you can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H A I Z E. You can follow us collectively at The Film Bros on every social media platform. And also, now you can go to our Facebook page, just search The Film Frequency and our Facebook discussion group. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, also, we have some big news. Do we want to keep that for our next episode? Which actually will be dropping another episode in a couple of days. We're doing a Dolomite is my name review. But do you want to go ahead and drop that news now or you want to wait for the Dolomite review? Let's wait for the let's 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 make them wait. You guys got to come back because we've got a mini review coming up for Dolomite. So you guys got to come back for a special announcement and the Dolomite review. Boom! There you go. And we are out this bitch. Peace. That's all, folks.